show, episode 53, I think. Um, today, we make new strides. We, we make new limits, or that's not the right words, but we, we break through our yes. former persona of amateur podcasters, and we're into the new with our, like, a, a, a microphone. We got a microphone. I got a microphone. Colton's still on the AirPods, because he sounds good. Like, he doesn't need to go out and grab one, but I always sounded kind of trash compared to him, um, and I was at a store, and I saw it, and I, just, I had to cop it. I had the money for it. Um, so if it sounds good, I, I like. Please tell us on the Colton and Joe Show Instagram how it sounds. If it's um, well worth it, because I can still return it now if it sounds bad. But Colton says it sounds good. I think it sounds good. I did some tests, took some videos with it. I thought it sounded pretty good. Um, yes. So uh, this this is this is a big deal. I, I was I was like really hyped to get it. Um, as far as how hyped you can get to have a microphone. <laughs> There's a lot of cool things you can mess around with it. I know it's yeah. I, it's um. I'm actually just. We, we don't have the full Colton and Joe show set up that we planned, but I don't think we really need it, honestly. Like, you, we, all we got to have is laptops and a microphone, and then we can re- record like that. We have big plans for the future, maybe um, a guest coming on in the next week or so that we have to um, to wait and see about what's going on there. But we're, we're making it up in the world, and I'm excited. Today we have, we're doing our Week 9 game predictions, as well as our Thursday Night Football game analysis going over the very minute amount of news we have, and just, just vibing out. Yes. <laughs> Friday night. But before I of that, before any of that, we have to do the classic and ask, Joe, what have you been up to the past couple of days? You know, give us a little refresh. So so it's, it's literally the same thing every Friday. I always say the same thing. So I go to school, and then I get home, and then we go up and I drive up to Pittsburgh, bring my sister home from college, and then come back here, write down my predictions, play a little bit of ping pong or so, um, they come up here, record the Colton and Joe show, and that, that's pretty much all. School's been really lame. It's the start of the second nine weeks, though, so it's a little bit less stressful. Yeah. I don't have to worry about everything Bust. as much. <laughs> Busting my butt today, or the past couple of days, because today I had two of, like, the biggest tests that I've had so far, plus, like, that essay to turn in today. Uh, I had basketball practice after school, and I've, I've had basketball three days in a row, and my legs hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to say the very least, I'm tired physically. Um, so such is life. But I'm I'm feeling like really refreshed physically because this is the like one whole week or so. This might this like one and a half weeks after cross country end ended, and I haven't like really done much. But now I'm starting to feel like really sluggish. Like I was in gym class, we're playing some kickball, and I just felt like out of shape. So I'm gonna get back to it probably tomorrow. I'm gonna go for a a long run, try and get back into some shape. Because I really want to do good at track. And I know if I just don't do anything... The, the real problem is, is that... I, I say this all the time. And I, I I need to change my eating habits because what I do is I eat a ton of food, but then I exercise. So it kind of evens out and my weight doesn't fluctuate. Like, yeah, I don't get, like, really fat. Or I don't get, like, really skinny because I eat it much. And then I just exercise. But now that I don't have cross-country, I'm just eating a lot of food and not exercising. And I'm, like... I can already yeah. tell, like, I can feel, like, the like the fat developing on my legs. That was kind of coming, like, coming off, you know. So I need to get back to it because I really don't want to be super out of shape and unhealthy. But that's, like, yeah. I just, I really need to just change how we eat. <laughs> but that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to do. That's a plan for the yeah. future. I can't, I, like, I my weight is not fluctuated in over a year now, like a year and a half. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely could not. Like, whenever I would go, <laughs> like, before the season started, whenever I'm, like, we'd go to the rec center and, and get a workout, I'd always try to run a mile on the treadmill before I lift and, like, get a mile on the track and afterwards. And just, like, those one miles at a time was, like, busting me, man. <laughs> just, like, uh, the yeah. singular miles. Like, I would, what I, I don't even call it. Just, like, my side would hurt. Oh, you like, your hip or, like, your hamstring? Just, like, my stomach. Oh, your so stomach. I feel like I drank too much water or something, but like that's weird. Any little bit of it. water that I drank just like killed my stomach. I have no clue, but I'm not a runner. That is weird. I'm not a runner. So mm-hmm. now we do the classic. We get into the news finally, and this in the past two days, nothing has happened really at all. Um, so we've only got three people. We're gonna have Miles Gaskin start off with. Um, Dolphins starting running back. Um, has been placed on the injury reserve and will miss a minimum of three games there for the Miami Dolphins. That's a tough run for a team there that's really been overachieving. And, uh, and you know, nobody will really – most people did not expect them to have a 500 record at this point in the season. Um, so, yeah, he was on IR. They're probably going to be starting Jordan Howard slash Matt Breida actually get them more run, which is something we have not been seeing from them, like, at all this season. Um and I don't even remember. Who are they facing this week? The Dolphins have the Cardinals this week. So we'll see how that bodes for them. Um, without Miles Gaston for a few weeks, that's a hit for my fantasy team. But, um, yeah, he's a good running back. I like to see more carries because I truly feel like he's a talented running back. They just know these past couple of teams have not wanted to or been able to utilize him at all. So Miles Gaston and I are Jordan Howard, Matt Breed, elevated plan coming up. Yeah, coming into the season, I really liked Matt Breida, but as the season went on, they just really didn't want to give him the ball much. I, he was a player I even draft. I like targeted him in fantasy draft, but he didn't really um, he pan out how I wished. I mean, I didn't draft him high. Obviously, I drafted him in like the last round, but yeah. that is what it is. Uh, that's that's sad for the guy because um, yeah, he was he was coming in, he was playing well, but so, injuries are a sad sad part of football. Yes, that's so. The next piece of news here is kind of useless, to be fair. Um, Chris Jones was placed on the COVID-19 list, on COVID-19 exempt list or whatever it's called for the Kansas City Chiefs. But he is still expected to play versus the Carolina Panthers. So it's kind of a useless piece of news, but we, we don't have anything this week. So uh, you got to say everything. Um, he, yeah, he's looking good. That would be a really, obviously there's no guarantee. One more positive test and he's out. Like there's, they're looking for him to play. He's obviously one of the best players on that team. Uh, I said defense. A lot of people gave me some flack for it, but um, that is what I said. And I think I'm standing by Chris has just been a beast all year, and that's going to be really rough if you're not going to get him to play versus Carolina and be able to create that pressure on Teddy Bridgewater because I don't think in this point in his career Frank Clark is someone that can create immense amounts of pressures on his own. And obviously, while I don't think the Panthers are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I think Teddy Bridgewater with a clean pocket is a very dangerous quarterback. So, Chris Jones on COVID list, even though that doesn't mean much. Um, yeah, I, that's kind of weird. The rules for the COVID tests are so weird, I swear. But, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. Like, I like obviously... Kendrick Bourne, like, when he, he tested positive once and then tested negative, like, two or three times and still wasn't eligible to play. I know it. It's I don't really get it. I need to like research them or something because I just like don't get how they make the decisions. But yeah, I have no uh, clue. But in the last piece here, Joe can rejoice for his fantasy. Um, the Panthers' plan 
to activate Christian McCaffrey off of the injury reserve, and he is expected to play versus Kansas City this Sunday. Um, obviously, he's been out since week three. I think it's yeah. week three. Um, obviously, one of the best running backs in the league. He was the best running back in the league last, last year, put on IR. Um, Mike Davis has been the starting back there in Carolina, and he's performed really nicely. But obviously, he's no Christian McCaffrey. Um, there's no no word on whether what his role is actually going to be in the game, whether he's actually going to be the bulk of the carries or not. We don't actually know. I can expect that he's not going to get every single carry, and they'll at least try to somewhat ease him into the action. But um, any Christian McCaffrey is a good Christian McCaffrey. So coming back this Sunday, expect to see him. Well, well said. Um, I The Chiefs have not lit up a single receiving touchdown from a running back the whole season, which is kind of disappointing to see. Um, for me yeah, as a Christian McCaffrey fantasy owner, but they have lit up one of the large, I think there's like the six most rushing yards to running backs. So hopefully that will even out a little bit, but anything can be better than everything. Anything can be better than the average of six points per game from Le'Veon Bell. That's I've I've been forced to put him in because Kenyon Drake is injured. Austin Eckler is injured. Christian McCaffrey was injured. And then I did not have any other running backs on the roster. And there really wasn't anyone yeah. good in, um, in the waiver wire. So <laughs> it's, it's good to see him back, though, very much so. Mm-hmm. So that's the news we have. Not a lot of it, obviously. It's been two days. The gap between Wednesday and Friday usually does not produce an excessive amount of news. But um, now with that, we're getting to our Thursday of football and that's the game. This was the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers where you saw the Green Bay Packers take this one steadily, 34-17. to 17. Um, Our top performers here, we're going to have Aaron Rodgers with 305 yards and four touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 10 receptions, 173 yards and a touchdown. We have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, two receptions, 53 yards, two touchdowns. So he only caught two balls, but they were both for touchdowns. And the number one receiver for the San Francisco 49ers in wake of the injuries to their group of Debo San or not injuries, but... COVID list placement of their receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Kendrick Bourne. Richie James comes in, gets the starting nod, and does nine receptions for 184 yards and a touchdown. So an amazing game there for Richie James, a relatively no-name guy. Um, this is a game, it was just, it, things were coming up Green Bay from the first drive with the Devontae Adams touchdown. Just everywhere, Aaron Jones finally came back and was able to try to, you know, work his way back into the action the past couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, things were coming up big for Green Bay. The last touchdown that San Francisco scored was a garbage time touchdown by Richie James, like a 40-yarder when, you know, all of the Green Bay starters were benched. You know, eventually Aaron Rodgers got benched for whoever they came, they came in because they were up by like 25 points. Um, they didn't put Jordan Love in? No, they did not. They put someone else in. Oh, wow. I believe. I believe. I can, I can look at it again. But to my knowledge, it was unless... Jordan Love's skin color just looked very light <laughs> in the... I know, he's, he's kind of tan. I think he's yeah. light skin, but I don't know. Um, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't that person did not ever attempt a pass. They just handed the ball off. And Very interesting. But yeah, it was it was total domination. I didn't expect it to be that much of a blowout. I didn't think it was going to be quite a blowout because yeah, the 49ers are absolutely decimated completely and utterly decimated. So it's it's... It's rough to see if, if you're a 49ers fan, but yeah. I don't know what, what else there is to expect. I <laughs> like, whenever today. there's that much injuries. Yeah. I saw a thing today. There's not a single offensive player that touched the ball for San Francisco 
played in, in yesterday's game in the Super Bowl. Like, not a single player that touched <laughs> the ball in the Super Bowl on offense played in yesterday's game. So that, that was just kind of funny because obviously there's Jimmy G didn't play. Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert didn't play. Debo Samuel didn't play. George Kittle didn't play. Emmanuel Sanders is not on that team anymore. And, like, it's just like they, they go into that game. And Nick Mullins, uh, Jermichael, Jarek McKinnon, Richie James, Jordan Reed. Not a good offensive core to go in a game versus a potential top five team in the league. So To say the least. But uh, so that is what it is. When, like, injuries – Injuries are so sad because it's a good team. And I say it all the time. Injuries just suck so much. I'm it, ba- I predicted them to go like 13-3. <laughs> yeah, I gave them a very good prediction as well. I mean, but who didn't? Like, no one can predict the injuries. And yeah. it's just something that happens. Boy, don't I know it. With the like, <laughs> Dak Prescott leading the league in passing, Saquon Barkley leading the league in rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And obviously neither of those are going to happen. Most likely. Yeah. It, Unless Dak, the Dak one hurts. Yeah. The Dak one hurts because he was on track to have such a great season. And then, and he was like, yeah, he was playing so good. The team wasn't winning, but he was playing good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah. with that, I guess we get into our week nine predictions. Um, do you remember who went first? You can go. Did you say the, I'm pretty sure you said the uh, power rankings first. I guess we'll just go off that. First off, Broncos versus Falcons. A game. That uh, I think it's gonna be pretty close. Honestly, I like there are two teams that are that are pretty average and that are underperforming, in my opinion. I I think the Broncos are gonna win, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Nick, I mean Drew Locke is gonna come back, have a big game, and like I mentioned, those young targets there are are really talented and they're they're really coming into their own. I think against the Falcons defense, that's very very much so suspect. I think they can have a really big day along with with a. Uh, with Noah Fant and, and the rest of the, the offense there, I think they're going to have a really big day. And then it comes down to the defense where the Falcons have a really, really great offense. The Broncos' defense has struggled to an ex- like to an extent. They're still pretty pretty good. Um, so I think they're going to make it out. But I just think, I think the Broncos edged them out there, 31-28. to 28. So I the past couple of weeks, you've seen me revert away from the Falcons, and they started winning again. <laughs> So I'm coming back to the Falcons hype trick for this game, and I'm going to predict the Falcons to win this 29-22. to um, I think Denver a more talented team, especially defensively. But you saw Drew Luck just come back a few weeks ago. He's still looking a little bit rusty to an extent. And the Falcons offense is starting to click a little bit more than it has been. You see Julio Jones get into the mix a little bit more. Obviously, Todd Gurley is going to do his thing when it comes to touchdowns. Um, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's been a beast for most of the season. Hayden Hurst, a really underrated tight end there. And I think that uh, that defense will be able to hopefully do enough with some, well, Denver's offensive line is struggling. Hopefully they'll see um, some sort of pass rushing production. The combination of Dante Fowler and Grady Jarrett. Obviously, Deion Jones has been coming into his position as one of the best linebackers in the league thus far the past couple of seasons. And um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one to Atlanta. Ever since the... Dan Quinn firing, they've been a lot better than, than they were before. So I'm giving this one to Atlanta, 29-22. I like it. I like it. Um, up next, definitely one of the uh, one of the better games of the week, I think. Seahawks versus Bills. I think the Seahawks win in a pretty convincing fashion, 28-14. to 14. It's The Bills have not looked the same as they did when they started off the season so hot. Um, Josh Allen definitely has lost a little bit of that confidence. Stephen Diggs continues to play well as does Cole Beasley, who's really developing that number two target, as we 
mentioned on Wednesday, I think we talked about how, how John Brown hasn't uh, been the number two target that he was last year or the number one. He was the number one target last year, but I don't know, it's just the Seahawks are, the bills are a really good team, but they're still like outclassed by the Seahawks with mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf is developing into a really, really nice wide receiver piece there. The defense for the Seahawks is steadily getting better with, more and more pieces being out of that defensive line. I'm not sure if Carlos Dunlap is going to play this week. Not sure. But either way, either way, it's like they're, they're not even playing that terrible. Um, the pass rush is very much so bad. But yeah. <laughs> overall, like, it's still not that bad of a defense. And the offense is really good. I think I think it's going to be closer than what the score looks here. If, I, if I'm predicting 28 to 14, then I think it's more like a couple of garbage time touchdowns, as you would say where the Bills are um, pretty close, and then just at the end, they kind of get dotted up. I don't know. Yeah, That's that's my prediction there. I could see it. Maybe you thought it out, but um, thought it out a little bit more. So I'm also going to have Seattle winning this one 32-24. Um, Seattle, like you said, is kind of outmatching them. Seattle is probably a top three or four team in the league. Um, they're so talented. Russell Wilson is obviously a man of boys in many scenarios. Um and Buffalo's defense is just severely underperforming this season. Like, they're extremely talented. A lot of young guys, first-round picks left and right. Um, and they just haven't really been able to get things done this season overall. When they, Buffalo has been obviously able to win a lot of games. But uh, that, more than anything, is attributed to Josh Allen and that Bills offense. And Josh Allen has, like you said, not been performing as well as he had been earlier in the season at this point. Um, he's starting to kind of cool down, as you've seen. Um Stephon Diggs is doing his thing. It's a talented offense and a talented defense, but the defense is not doing well. They're not clicking while Seattle's offense, obviously, as we both know, is clicking on absolutely all cylinders. So I'm going to give this one to Seattle. Like you said, it's just they're outclassed. I like the term you use there. Russell Wilson's going to find a way to get things done. Yes, very well said. This is a game. This is what I think. I think this is going to be the best game of the week. The Ravens versus the Colts. And yes. We've seen the Ravens offense struggle against some of the top defenses, and the Colts have one of the top defenses. So I think the Ra- I think still think the Ravens are going to win 17 to 14, but I think it's going to be really, really close. And it just comes down to if Phil Rivers can continue to play like how he's been playing lately, not so crazy and, you know, how Phil Rivers likes to play, where he just throws these crazy passes and, and ends up with a lot of turnovers. If, he, if Phillip Rivers turns over the ball a lot, then they're going to lose the game. But if Phillip Rivers keeps the turn turnovers under control i think it's gonna be pretty close the colts offense has looked really efficient in the last few weeks he's philip rivers and big ben have, in recent weeks have kind of started to play like each other a lot um being a little bit more careful throwing some more passes being efficient not always going for the deep bomb the only problem with with the colts team i think the colts will be a lot better but they're really lacking like wide receivers at the moment they i'm pretty sure zach pascal went down with an injury or there was a young wide receiver there that went down with an injury. And then T.Y. Hilton has not played great this year. So that's kind of rough. But Philip Rivers, I think Philip Rivers can get it done and put up at least two touchdowns. But I like, I think two touchdowns is like 17 points is probably the limit where I put for the Colts. But I think yeah. the uh, the Ravens could put up more points than that. Like I think the Ravens mm-hmm. win pretty much like no matter what. But I think it's going to be pretty close. Yeah. So you obviously made the... The statement of Lamar Jackson not doing well against good defenses, which is true. And this is kind of a showdown of two great defenses here with Indianapolis versus Baltimore. While it is true that Baltimore, specifically Lamar Jackson, has not historically played well versus good defenses, um, 
the same can be said in his old age for Philip Rivers at this point. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned before, it's a kind of a turnover thing for Philip Rivers, right? Like if he's not throwing turnovers, that team wins football games. And if he's throwing fo- turnovers, they do not win football games. And that's what it comes down to. And it's going to be really tough on Philip Rivers, who's that old, to go with such a ball-hawking group like the Baltimore Ravens have been. This is with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and Chuck Clark, Jimmy Smith, and the gang in the secondary. Um and they've really been good at getting the ball over their tenure together. I guess they haven't been playing together all that much, but they're tending respectively. Um, and I think they're going to be able to pick off Phillip Rivers and create some points off of that. And Baltimore's going to win this one 26-21, in my opinion. 26-21. That's good. I can really, I can see it being more high score, definitely. Yeah, but it definitely next... will be close. Indianapolis is a lot better of a team than people give them credit for. Definitely. I, I think I had them eight, right, on my power rankings? I think they could be higher, honestly. But... Up next on my list here, Texans versus Jaguars, the AFC South matchup. Texans win 24-7. to uh, This is a, a very straight-up matchup. The Texans are way better. The Texans aren't a great team, but they're way better than Jaguars. And Deshaun Watson is always a player. I've said it, like, so many of these games. Deshaun Watson is such a game-changer. And, like, against a bad team, there's just no one that's going to be able to keep up. Like, I men- made this before. I say this all the time. The Texans played against Steel- like the Steelers, one of the top defenses in the leagues, and the Sean Watson still played really well, and you know did him and you know got out of the pocket well, and had- he has great pocket awareness and can make the throws. And that was against like the really the incredibly good Steelers against the t- Jaguars. He's just going to really go off. Hopefully, yeah. watch Will Fuller. Definitely is Will Fuller. I think this is a good week for him. But um, I really don't see. The Jaguars keeping up much. Maybe the Jaguars put up some more points. Just because Keelan Cole has played relatively well, and some of those young receivers, DJ Chark, yeah. Gardner Minshew, who likes to to put on a show sometimes. But I don't think it's yes. really much of a contest. Yeah. So uh, I obviously also think Houston's going to win this one. I predict twenty-seven to seventeen. I think Jacksonville can put up a little bit more points than what you the year seven. Um, but. Yeah, this should be a Houston victory. They're just a more talented team. Obviously, they have a more talented quarterback. And Deshaun Watson, who is, like you mentioned, just been an absolute beast. And I think he's just one of those players that is going to win at least some semblance of football games, regardless of the teams around him, which, you know, is a blessing and a curse at times. But um, he's just an amazing football player. And when it comes down to it with the Jacksonville offensive line, that's a little bit suspect. They're, they've overall been able to hold up relatively well this season, but J.J. Watt, Winnie Merciless, hopefully can get in there. And overall, uh, just like have few matches up with Jacksonville in this one, I do think Jacksonville's going to score a little bit more points than seven just when it comes down to their young receiving core. And James Robinson, the undrafted rookie running back, but Houston is just kind of outmatches the game, so I'm going to take them there. It's 27-17. to 17. I can at least see it. A lot of these points, I just don't want to have like, the same amount of points over and over again, because I could put yeah. 10 for like seven because, you know, another field goal isn't really that big of a deal. But then I have a bunch of games with just 10 points. So, yeah. Any, um, either way, next way, next up here, Chiefs, Panthers. Chiefs are, I think the Chiefs are going to win 35-21. to 21. I really like, of course, Chris McCaffrey coming back, the best running back in the league. It's a, it's a really big deal. So hopefully they can try and keep it close. He hasn't played in a while, though, which leaves some some issues there, like, you know, maybe yeah. some some rust off or whatnot. They didn't rush him in, though, obviously. I think he probably could have played two weeks ago. 
if they would have rushed him in, but you got to keep him for the long run. And, but it's, this is another, it's, the, the Panthers are not going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs. This is, the Chiefs are the best team in the league. The Panthers are a little bit above average, in my opinion, but it's not even really close. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Kansas City definitely a much more talented team. And, you know, I mentioned about Teddy Bridgewater being a really good quarterback with a clean pocket, but he's still not going to be able to do anything on the Kansas City Chiefs, even without Chris Jones in the lineup. Um, They have the most explosive offense in football by far. I think they're the best team in football by far. I think they have the best quarterback. They're just an absolutely amazing football team. Their wealth of offensive talent is unmatched by any team in this league. And um, I think they're just going to be able to get her done versus Carolina, a team that defensively has struggled for the most part, especially versus the go-out. Carolina's actually been pretty solid through the air when it comes to defense, but they've been rough on the ground with obviously Kawan Short and Brian Burns not necessarily being known for their run stuffing. Um, so, yeah, I think Kansas City's just going to be able to tear up this team. I uh, give it 35-21 to 21 and look for the running backs to definitely have a more expanded role than they have in past previous weeks. Definitely, definitely. Up next here, Lions, Vikings, NFC North matchup. I have the Lions winning by quite a large margin, 24-10. to 10. For, I just really like the Lions in this matchup. Hmm. Um, they've played very well in recent weeks. They've Their, their winning results have been on and off, but the Vikings are a team that if you get ahead of them, they're, they have a lot of trouble getting the momentum, and I don't know what the problem is there, but when your Cousins starts having a bad day, it's like all downhill from there. Like, there's nothing you can do to help them, unless Dalvin Cook, again, just absolutely puts the team on his back, rushes for like four touchdowns and a crazy amount of yards. It's just, it's hard to see the, um, the Vikings winning this game. In my opinion, I don't know, it's more of a hunch. Like, Matthew Stafford's been playing pretty well, Marvin Jones has started to pick it up a little bit. Kenny Galladay, who has had a rough outing the past couple, like two weeks, I think. I think he can come back there. TJ Hawkinson developing into one of the best red zone targets. And DeAndre Swift continues to catch, like, be a very good receiving back. Maybe not the best on the ground, but through the air, he's been really good. Yeah. And strangely enough, every time I review a, a Lions game, I always, like, Adrian Peterson is always has the most rushing attempts. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why they're just not letting DeAndre yeah. Swift completely over that role. But through the air, he gets way more touches than any other running back. So, I, don't, I really like the Lions in this matchup. I can bet with 98% certainty you have the, the Vikings winning. But. Yes, I do. I do. And the, the Vikings are another team like the Falcons that I gave up on. Right when they, They're coming off a high, man, Green Bay Packers last week. Um, I'm giving this one to them 18-25. to 25. I think they're a more talented team than Detroit, which I'm sure we can agree on. But talent is not everything for sure. Um, Matthew Stafford is definitely a better quarterback. Than, um, but I really like Dalvin Cook in just about every game. Um, the man's a beast, especially versus a Detroit team. He does not have very many pieces on offense, especially pieces that are uh, considered run stuffers. So I definitely like him for that game. And, yeah, I just think Minnesota is overall better to, in that defense. Is overall, it still has a lot of great players. Taking into account Daniel Hunter, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris. Um, a lot of really nice pieces in that Minnesota team, and I just think they're outmatching Detroit, and they're going to take the W, 25-18. to 18. I like it. I like it. Um, that's obviously the conservative pick. And, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you. The Vikings are a better team, but this is a game I have a hunch. And it's just – I really think – that the, the wide receivers are going to get shut down. I think Jeff Okuda is going to shut down Adam Thielen, and then it just comes down to if Desmond Trufant can have a, 
a good game against the rookie. In a veteran versus a rookie, a lot of time the veteran wins. Maybe maybe Justin Jefferson catches some nice some nice deep bombs or whatever. But I don't know. This is more of a hunch type of prediction I have. But the next one is not. I'm going with the conservative pick here. Titans, Bears, Titans. I think the Titans are going to win. 27 to 17. Derrick Henry, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, I recently found out that Derrick Henry is rushing for the like lowest yards per attempt in his career. And he's facing a really tough defense here. Um, yeah. But it hasn't really changed the uh, Titans offense very much as Ryan Tannehill has played really well. The wide receivers, he's gotten the ball to the wide receivers. Corey Davis has gotten really involved. Weirdly enough, A.J. Brown continues to catch an alarming amount of long passes and, and stuff. The defense who's played worse in recent weeks, but they shouldn't have much trouble against the Bears offense. It's honestly atrocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got a new addition to the secondary there and uh, and the the cornerback from the Chargers that I can never name, remember the name on the spot. Desmond King. I was thought for some reason I, I was thought Patrick Queen. So I, don't I, wasn't he, very... I don't think he's gonna play though. <laughs> he's I probably not gonna play. I don't know, but I don't. I would doubt it. That's a good point. That's a good point. But either way, they, they're not gonna have trouble against the uh, the Bears offense really. Yeah. And the, the Titans are a team that's lacking momentum. Maybe this is a game they can pick it up. The Bears, who are kind of still chilling with the record because they had a really good start to the season. We really got bailed out by other teams, but yeah. are kind of starting to fade fast. Yeah, I'm also going to take Tennessee in that one by 10 for me, 21 to 31. Um, and, and, you know, it's a scenario where obviously Derrick Henry versus a rated defense, but the Chicago Bears offense versus the defense, while I don't think overall, like, I don't think it's a bad defense, I think they're not necessarily great, but opportunistic is how I would describe them. And I still think that's probably an upgrade um, over the Chicago offense, which really it consists of Nick Foles chucking it deep to Allen Robinson and seeing how many he can catch in the course of the game. Um, that's pretty much what that offense has come down to. They run the ball a lot with Danny. He doesn't really go anywhere with it, but they give it to him a lot. And I just think that that Tennessee defense should overall be able to smother that. I think they're a much better team despite you know the what, what the records might say. I believe the records would call them equal. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Tennessee in this one, 31-21. Yes, I agree. Um, up next, AFC East matchup, everyone's favorite division, Giants versus Washington. I think Washington wins this 14-10. to And didn't they just play really recently? Didn't they just play two weeks ago? Did they just, Washington uh, and uh, yeah, it was like, Giants? Yeah, something like that. I The Giants won, but I think Washington wins this one. 14, yeah, I said 14-10. to the defensive line for the Washington is really, really stellar. And in recent, well, all of his career, really, Daniel Jones is very turnover-prone, and I don't expect that to change this week. Kyle Allen is facing it. Honestly, I think the Giants' defense is kind of underrated, so, especially in their pass rush. They have some really underrated pass, young pass rushers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Blake Martinez, who's a tackle machine, yeah. uh, they're definitely lacking some secondary pieces, but... Through the draft, that will come in the future. But I, yeah. I just think Washington's. I think Washington's going to win still. Yeah, this is a game that could go either way for sure. But yeah, I'm going Washington with it as well. Twenty to fifteen. I like what I've seen out of Kyle Allen this season. Not to say that he's going to be a potential like future starting quarterback or anything. But I like what I've seen, and obviously I love what I've seen. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson's last game before their bye week last week was stellar. 
And then we all know about that defensive line with, you know, the injured currently Trace, Chase Young and Deron Payne, Myonitis, Jonathan Allen, Monsa Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan. They're very defensive line, and I think they're going to be able to get to the atrocious New York Giants offensive line and be able to sack Daniel Jones a few times, probably force a turnovers, as that's something that Daniel Jones has been extremely prone to in the past, I guess, his entire career. Um <laughs> But, yeah, Washington is going to take this one by five. Um, I just like the construction of that team, and I definitely like how they match up. So, And Golden Tate might not play for, like, inter-team disciplinary reasons. Oh, really? We'll cross That's, that next uh... week. He, like, missed a practice and then, like, said he was going to come to the next one. I think he skipped the next one, too, or, like, something. Ooh. I don't really know. But it's like some I... sort of inter-team drama that's being handled internally. So we don't for know some reason, word, but a possibility. For some reason, ever since last year, he caught this like 97-yard bomb. And ever since then, I've just like kind of liked Golden Tate a little bit. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird player that I've just kind of liked watching yeah. him play. He has, he runs some pretty crisp routes every once in a while. Um, I'm next. Mm-hmm. I have another game that's kind of another hunch. I don't really have a lot of reasoning for this. Char- Chargers versus Raiders. I think the Chargers, I'm giving this one to the Chargers, 35 to 28. So pretty handily win pretty uh pretty handily went won that game in my prediction but it's kind of it's kind of a weird one because justin herbert basically just had the first like quote bad game of his career last year i mean last week he uh threw some interceptions and his passing yards wasn't extremely extremely high but i think he's gonna come back this week and the raiders is a team that's like really i think the Raiders are really good they play really good and they beat the chiefs which in kind of a fluky manner but they have they're so like on and off it's so they're so inconsistent i i don't get it the raiders are always like this where like one week they're like completely dominant and then the next week they're like just mediocre you know and that's like the same they they beat the chiefs and then they go and they put up 16 points on the browns and you know in a ugly game so i don't know this is just i just think this is gonna be a down game I could yeah. be very, like very well to be wrong, but I, I disagree that's with it, but I like it. <laughs> and I definitely struggled with this one a little bit. I, I kind of wanted to say the Chargers, but I decided in my brain, it's like, okay, I'm not saying the Chargers. Because the Raiders are doing very well this season. Um, they're a very underrated team. Derek Carr is having a really underrated season. And while the Chargers are a really good team, it's just they're not able to hold on to leads. And I think this Raiders, whether the, the Chargers get off the lead or not, I think by the end of the game, the Chargers team will definitely, or the Raiders team will definitely have the win secured there. Um, and the Chargers are just like, they're really, really talented, but obviously things aren't necessarily getting done there, especially defensively. And the the loss of corner Desmond King definitely does not help that by any means. So um, I'm still going to have the Raiders taking this one. They're just a team that's really well meshed together. Um, a really solid offense, and Derek Carr's having a really nice season there. And then that defense, there are some, some definite pieces that you need to worry about. Max Crosby, uh-oh. Corey Littleton, Jonathan Abram, a lot of those guys there on the team are players to be feared, per se. So I like where the team is at. I think they're really talented and a fringe top 10 team at this point, and I'm going to have them taking the W in this one by four. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's again, that's a, kind of the conservative pick. And I don't know what I don't know what it is about these predictions. This is another one that is absolutely out there. Dolphins versus Cardinals. I think the Dolphins win by eight points, 20, 28 to twenty. And we saw we saw the Cardinals lose to a to a team that they should have beat before in the Lions. 
So I think they do it. I think they do it again. I think the Finns, the Dolphins, I always write their name as the Finns. Um, but the Dolphins have a really good defense. Yeah. And, definitely. you know, not good enough to shut down DeAndre Hopkins, but good enough to slow him down. And yeah. Tua is going to come in his first game under his belt. And I just, I just like, I, I just like the Dolphins in this matchup. If the defense for Tua to pick up some momentum and, you know, show his potential in the air through the air, you know, that yeah. that's what I'm going through going. Yeah, it's kind of um, out there, said, but it's something I like. I like it. I have still Arizona winning 30 to 20 though. <laughs> so in an extremely close fashion, I had Arizona winning and I was actually thinking about Miami taking this game, but with the mouse Gaskin, um, that's, that's kind fair. of what definitely solidifies Arizona taking this one for me. Miami's a really good team and I'm very excited. This is probably, um, if it weren't, oh wait, no, I think I probably would watch this game because New Orleans and Tampa Bay is on Sunday Night Football and the Steelers mm-hmm. play four thirty. So if this game is on at one, which I'm not sure about actually, um, I'll definitely try to check it out. And this is I love Tua obviously, and I love Kyler Murray. So this would definitely be two games. And DeAndre Hopkins is one of my favorite receivers. So this would be a game that would be very fun to watch for me. Um, we'll see. I think it's gonna, definitely going to be close, but the Gaskin injury kind of solidified Arizona on top of it for me. Obviously, I think we can all agree that Arizona is a better team. But, um, yeah, I'm going to have them taking the win by two points here. So, a very close one. It can definitely go either way. Miami's defense has overall been just smothering uh, opposing teams, despite not necessarily being the most star-studded. So, Yeah. I, re- I liked it, the Miami defense. After the signing of Byron Jones, I really thought their defense was going to be pretty good. And so far, they have confirmed my, uh, my prediction to an yeah. extent. Up next, the game we all care about, Steelers versus Cowboys. I think the Steelers are going to win the blowout of the week, 35-10. to 10. And it's just, there's another team that their defense was already bad, and then they they traded away some of their pe- a piece there, and then with their quarterback and their backup quarterback is gone, yeah. then you're, you're going to... still don't even know who's going to be quarterback. They yeah, Cooper Rush or whoever. I won't say Ben DiNucci, doesn't matter. or Garrett Gilbert. The carousel of quarterbacks. And when you're facing a defense like this, that's definitely not um, a controversy that you want to have. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's either way, you're not starting a good quarterback. I like I could see the Cowboys not even putting up 10 points, like yeah, having like six definitely. points or something, you know? Like, yeah. I think this is going to be an absolute blowout. Yeah. So obviously I'm going to have the Steelers win it too. I have it just a little bit higher of a blowout than you. At thirty-eight to ten, um, obviously this is a Steelers team that's averaging about thirty points per game this season, just a little bit over, um, and a Dallas defense which is one of the worst we've ever in the history of the NFL. That's um, definitely not a good combination for Dallas. And then when you look at their office banged up, especially on the offensive line and obviously the quarterback position, um, that's not a good a good matchup, especially for a defense that is probably in the league. The Steelers. Um, this should be a blowout, definitely. Um, you, you know, people talk about this as a trap game. The Steelers always lose to teams that they shouldn't lose to, but I just can't, <laughs> in my brain, visualize the Steelers losing this game. So I've got the Steelers taking this one by a whopping 28 points. Uh, I can see it. But unless the only way the Cowboys steal this game is if Zeke like just totally goes off. But and Zeke hasn't gone off this year with a depleted offensive line, so it's like really unlikely. I don't see many situations where the Steelers lose this game. Up next, yeah. another opportunity 
for uh, a game that could be really, really good. The Saints versus the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are going to win 27 to 24. Um, we finally get to see Anthony Brown play again. So excited, as I mentioned, literally every single episode since he was signed. Yes. So excited to see Anthony Brown back on the field. Um, and it's just, it's a star-studded, two star-studded teams, really. I, I'm not sure if this is true. I heard somewhere Michael Thomas might be coming back this game. I believe but he probably might, will be. Yeah, so it's two teams, basically four-fours, and three number one wide receivers for the Bucks. a former top five, not top five, a former top ten running back in Leonard Fournette. And then, yeah. you know, just this is going to be an absolute offensive explosion. I definitely should put the score higher. I only put it 27 to 24, so. Uh, um, a little higher. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay also so. wins for me. But Tampa wins for me by five, 35 to 30. Um, New Orleans obviously probably be getting Michael Thomas back, and that's a quotation probably. So I think they will probably be able to put up a 30-bomb, or maybe not. They'll be able to put up a decent amount of points, even on this smothering Tampa Bay defense. And Tampa is going to do its thing, as it's been doing all season. But now they're going to have, obviously, Antonio Brown on this team. There's no telling how many snaps he's going to get, or if he's not going to really see the ball a lot. But he'll be there, and he will be on that team. Um, and obviously, I'm going to give this one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they've been rolling. And I believe that most of these teams are top, are top five teams in the league, but I think Tampa Bay is just a little bit higher. Um, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees were at this point in their careers. Last season, I said Drew was like way better. I think we can all agree that Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Drew Brees. Um, overall, he's or at least he's having a lot better of a season. This is where we're finally seeing Gronk come out of his shell and kind of return to the Gronk of old, so to speak, to some extent after the injury to uh, young tight end um, OJ Howard. So yeah, I like Tampa Bay in this one. Obviously, well, they could go either way, but I'm giving it to Tampa Bay by five. Yeah, I can see. I can see that definitely. I mean, that's that's the conservative pick as well. And the last game of the night, the Pats, the Patriots versus the Jets in an AFC East matchup, twenty-one to three. I think the Patriots win, and it's. I don't think there's a lot of often offensive potential here, but yeah, if this is the best opportunity for the Patriots to get not some offensive, you know, some offense going against by far the worst defense in the league, really, and yeah. you know, is is this is an absolute yeah. the epitome of an outclassed situation. I thought <laughs> the, the that eventually the Jets were going to win, but. Uh, like I eventually was like they got to get one at some point, but their running back room is currently Frank Gore and LaMichael Perrine. Like that's good enough for yeah. football games. Like it's just clearly not. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff about this being potentially a New York Giants victory, as the Patriots have definitely been bad recently. But I just actualize that. No, <laughs> I cannot. So yeah, that's what I've got there for that. And that uh, nineteen to six in favor of New England was my official prediction. Um, and that is going to wrap up our Week 9 NFL predictions. Um, definitely some good games this week, some close calls. And we'll, be, we'll hit you on the Instagram with these. And then the next week we'll give you our, our records of how well we did with the picks. Um, we're mm-hmm. doing okay. We, we always have winning records, but I think I had a 500 record at one point for one single. Yeah, I think you had 7-7, seven seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a that's, rough that's one. Not, overall, we haven't had a losing uh, week far, which obviously is not much of an accomplishment. <laughs> Do with the information as you will. Um, uh, it, like, life is good. We, we, we got our predictions done here. Give your analysis, and we've got 
Man of the Week 9, let us know what you agree with and what you disagree with mm-hmm. and why, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely, I we can just say definitely a lot. This has been one of our shorter recordings in a while. We're not even at 50 minutes yet. And we are at 50 I don't know, we, we really... not at an hour yet. Oh, yeah. I guess we're yeah. probably not we're, at 50 minutes. We're five seconds overall. away. <laughs> You're like five seconds away. We're, at, well, we're, an hour, we're at an hour overall, but we haven't been recording for an hour. Because we were just messing around, making sure the microphone was set up properly and such. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, comment if you th- how the microphone sounds. If it was a if it was worth the cop, if Colton should go and grab one. I'm assuming we'll probably sound pretty equal now because his earphones are chilling. But I definitely like the only thing because these AirPods definitely die very in mm-hmm. a short period of time at this point, just because of how often they've been used. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but this was a this was a good episode. I was a little bit low energy because it's pretty late. Yeah. It's about midnight. Um, yeah, and it's basically it's turned late. into... I'm real tired, obviously. I would mentioned I'm physically tired, and that has turned into mental fatigue to an extent. Yeah. The Colton and Joe show has basically just turned into, like, every every once in a while, us sitting down at midnight and talking about sports and then saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's It's gotten, like, with school and stuff, Schedules are just really tight, and then yeah. we just got stuff going on, and it's kind of gets rough at times. But I don't know. It, we're we're moving up in the world. A couple of our recent episodes haven't performed as well as they normally do, but you know that is what it is. I don't know we'll why. Have our eyes, we'll have our lows. Mm-hmm. We're grinding though. We're grinding out these episodes. Yes. Uh, I, we might be. I, I might be even at fifty-four, but I'm not sure. I never yeah, remember I what I've done. Really I, I think yeah. it's. I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're going to hit you on Monday, obviously, with our, our game analysis as per usual. And then on Wednesday, I don't know if we've it yet, but I'm going to be doing our midseason awards. So obviously, it'll be like your MVPs, defensive player of the years, rookie of the years, coach of the years, you know, this, that, whatever. Else. Comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, we'll hit you with those. And maybe we'll do like some superlatives, best team through whatever or something like that. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, sure. Best we, we have a while to talk about that and figure but, that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's our... And then obviously next Friday will be another predictions episode. So that's kind of our, our basic rundown for the next week there. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if I mentioned it, but we might just very well have a guest next... Not next week, but the week after that. We might... On Wednesday, we might very well have a guest on the Colton and Joe show. So that's... We're working in silence. <laughs> Not really. We just told all of you guys, so we're not working in silence anymore. But watch out for that. Maybe that could be cool because I know I've been t- I've been wanting a guest on the show for a while because I think it'd be really cool. But no one, even no one wants to, or they're just kind of busy all the time, which kind of means the same thing a lot of times. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days. Yeah. So that's what we've got for you. That was a good, that's was a good we one. We, we gave our low energy prediction. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, we had three disagreements that being the Denver Atlanta game, the Vegas LA Chargers game, and the Miami Arizona game. So there's our, our three disagreements. And that's always better for the dis. I always like the disagreements more than that one time where we got all agreements. That kind of sucked. But, um, yeah, that was that was really boring. The one, if I'm gonna tell you one that I'm really confident, in, I'm really confident in the Cardinals Dolphin. But I'm I can really con- be wrong. I'm not really I'm, confident, but I'm more confident than the rest of them. 
where, where am I really confident in a game that's like could go either way? Yeah. Um, I guess Minnesota. I'm really confident in Minnesota, I guess, which is uh, in Atlanta, but like I can't read Atlanta like ever. Tampa Bay. I'll say yeah. I'm really confident in Tampa Bay because that's, that oh, yeah. should be a close game. Um, that should definitely. be, yeah. So I'm confident. Okay, well, I guess Bay. overall, I'm really confident that the Pitchers are going to beat the Jets. But uh, like out of the ones that we've, I've seen a diff- lot of talk had a different about the Jets winning. Though. Like, and I understand the Patriots are a bad streak, but like, you really think Bill Belichick is going to lose to that bad of a football team? No, I know that's like I refuse to believe that Adam Gase is ever going to get an upper hand on Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, I, and what it really comes down to is coaching Adam all the time. Get an, a real upper hand on any head coach in this league. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so there you have our predictions there. That's just, that's what we've got for you today, and it was it was a very short episode. But sometimes there's just not an excessive amount of things to talk about. We had no news, what, like what, none. Yeah, what really stretches out the episodes is the news, because normally our predictions and stuff they don't they'll take a pretty standard amount of time because it's always like the same amount of games and stuff. Yeah. And the news is what can make an episode pretty long when there's a lot of stuff we have to talk about and give our reactions to in quotes there. Yeah. So. We're here now with three pieces of news, one of which didn't even really mean anything. <laughs> yeah. So, like, obviously, we're, this ends as a short episode, one of possibly the shortest. I don't actually know what our shortest is. There was one that was, like, 45 on the dot. There was, like, one that was 45 minutes on the dot. But this one's going to get shorter because we're at 55 minutes, about 56 minutes right now. But on the, I always put an effect on it, and it cuts out. Like I told you, it goes through and it cuts out my amounts of silence. Like whenever we just mm-hmm. so there's, there's seconds of us just sitting there. Like if I'm trying to think of what to say next, it'll just cut, like automatically cut that out, and it saves me a lot of time, and it works really well. But then if it's like less than an hour, then it can really make the episode short. And especially if we're tired, I can yeah. tell when we're tired. It cuts off a lot more. And yeah, like this isn't gonna be 45 minutes. I'm gonna guess this is gonna be about 50 minutes on the dot because it. But I don't know. That's that's, that's my great. prediction. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. There's the last prediction of the day, the time, mm-hmm. of, the time of this podcast. So, yeah, uh, like we said, we'll be back with Monday as per usual. And before we get off, Joe, there's a there's a very special phrase we need to hear from you. Oh yes, I hope this this podcast acts as the best, most awesome segue. So I didn't say it right. I hope this podcast mm-hmm. as acts as a segue to the most awesome weekend of your life. I messed it up. Yes. I- to myself yes definitely yeah always the weekends keep getting progressively better and better because it's just every weekend it's just the perfect segue to the next to the best weekend of their life and everyone's the best so it's just getting better and people's lives are being continually amazed by our podcast so that's what that's we got for you here today and as per usual at the end of every episode started off same way we ended the same way with us here at the Colin and Joe show officially 